Okay. What's good? <laughs> Did you know that this is actually my first live ever? Really? Yes. That's amazing. I mean, I just so so uh, I used to do them just like randomly talking and like no one cared and then COVID. <laughs> and uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back it up here a little bit. I have like a giant head, so like whenever people have like a regular size head, I have to really like art direct myself. That's How's good. my head? The glow up is real. I feel good. <laughs> this is my 10th day, completely sober, no, no nothing. So my face is starting to get a little, little bit of a glow to it. I'm feeling good. I feel amazing. I should do that. I need to do that. My chin Cheers. is breaking out from wearing a mask. Oh, I know. And also probably from the alcohol consumption. Yeah. So. Yesterday I went hiking and I had like, uh, I had one of like the medical, like not like the N95 one, but I had like the, the itchy one. Yeah. I had that. I had just shaved. And I got so and then I, and I went for a hike. So I took my mask off. So I got sunburned, just shaved and had the mask on. And I came back and I told my wife, I was like, I don't I don't care if it smells like a freaking apricot. <laughs> I need lotion for my face immediately. So welcome to the show. This is about this is how easy it is. So much. You're gonna crush it. Well, I'm excited. So you're it's Hannah. And it's so funny. I was saying to my wife, I was like, it's gotta be is it Italian or French? Cecile. That's how I'm Cecile. thinking. Of. Cecile. My, yeah, my mom is my mom's family is Italian. Told you. My family. dad's family is Polish, English, and French. And I'm named after my grandmother. Um, Cecile was her middle name as well. And so oh, that's amazing. Cecile is my middle name. Oh wow. Yeah, I go by Hannah Cecile. So my my this is you guys are getting the tea because okay. I don't even tell people my last name, but my last name. It's you don't Salvin. have to say it if you don't want to. No, I'm happy to say it. I'm okay. proud of it. My dad, Jewish, Salberg is my last name. Um, but I actually also go by a family last name, which is St. Clair. So most people professionally know me as Hannah St. Clair, which also yeah. is a little French sounding. That's I know. way more badass, I feel like. I know, but right? It's okay. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug my computer in. But for uh, people that don't know you, a little bit of intro about yourself. I know. Hold on. Sorry. You can tell that this is like my 900th Instagram. By the way, they're doing construction right outside, uh, which is I can't hear it. Um, um, a little bit about myself. Okay. Yeah. I'm Hannah. Um, I am a video producer. Um, I work for Instagram. And uh, my job is actually super meta. I work for Instagram's Instagram account. So I create the content that goes on that account. Um, but I just i i guess i like to describe myself as i don't know a, a a storyteller i love storytelling and um i've been that way since i was a little girl um i'm a cancer nice. and i'm an enneagram i'm, I'm april i think it's an aries right april 4th that's an aries yeah is that you you're april yeah what does that you're mean aries Aries is an air sign, I think. Okay, that's honestly cool. it's one of the ones I know the least about. I'm a water sign. Water signs are like the feelers, the um, super emotional, super sensitive. That which... sounds like me. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely I, astrology has become something that I've gotten into a little bit more over the last few months. Wow. That's um, so cool. Probably in like just questioning what's happening in the world right now. I, you know, I feel like I'm one of those people that likes to look for answers in different things, but lots Definitely. of different things. So, yeah. and I think that also makes, I think that makes people really good storytellers when you hear from a lot of different, like people's reasonings or thinkings behind yeah, why absolutely. things happen. So that's so cool. I, um, so you were mentioning about uh, doing kind of like video and working on the Instagram account. And I just want to give a big shout out to Instagram and Facebook in general has always been really cool. The creative shop early on. And then I befriended uh, Ben Fitch and then uh, Cole Play, who uh, allegedly may be coming on the podcast. We had a great talk the other day. We're just kind of making sure that we get everything all set up. But the Instagram team really has been amazing. Uh, you know, the at Instagram team, if you will. I actually, it's such a small world. My friend, uh, Pedro, Pedro Capo, Capo, however you say that. I don't know if you worked on that project, but um, he was a, kind of like one of those guys that we all knew like one day would become famous. And then like one day I was on the at Instagram account um, and I saw him on there. Really? And I like reached out to like all the team. I was like, oh my God, I know him. 
It's like that scene in Elf. It's like Santa Claus. I know him. I know him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, it is. It yeah. is a for me. It, it's a dream job. For so sure. oh, love from Ireland. That's so cool. Oh, I know. Yeah, one of the things that's weird about Instagram Live, not weird, actually amazing about Instagram Live, um, no pun intended here, is uh, just like the international reach. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like the internet, like you know it's international, but you don't really see it. But right. I've been stunned and shocked at the, the places where people listen from. And I saw it like beforehand on like the analytics for like my podcast. And I was like, they're not listening in Ireland. There's no fuck. And, then, and it's like greetings from like Dublin. You're like, holy shit, this is cool. <laughs> that's so um, yeah, sorry, my bad. I'm all over the place. This is no, this I, is what this is what happens when I'm sober, drinking water, and caffeinated. <laughs> it's a, I should probably go back to being a little bit burnt out. It's probably better for everyone. Um, but uh, so, what is that like when you're working on on the Instagram team? How does that work when you say like video? I know that sometimes you guys do like the live, like we're doing right now, but other times it's like a full blown production. So, what's that experience like? Every day is different, which for me, I like that works really well for the way that my brain just works. I feel like I'm somebody that I, like, I need a change of pace all the time. It's one of the reasons I love New York so much because not one day in New York looks like right. the other. Um, my, my personal job is split kind of between two parts of one of them is doing a lot of our partnership kind of celebrity based things. So that's everything from like awards shows and how we're going to show up on at Instagram for that. Or, um, you know, when there are celebrities that want to be featured on the at Instagram account, um, it's usually mine and Ben's job, Ben Fitch, who's like my counter. Shout out Ben Fitch. Shout out Ben Fitch. Love him so much. Um, we, we work together on coming up with creative concepts for how we want this person to show up on Instagram. The second part of it is over the last year, I produced a series called Advocates, which was, um, it's a series that's dedicated to people on the platform that are just doing really cool shit and using the platform to advocate for different causes and things that they believe in, whether that's environmental or social issues, LGBTQ rights. Um, I, yeah. I, we did an entire like mini series on, um, uh, anti-bullying month and then we did an entire mini series on black history month so i feel like that has been it's so funny that i think sometimes instagram you, you feel like you're seeing you know like this perfected lens which i think this time has been so cool to see everybody's kind of creating content in the same way because we can't really go anywhere you know so yeah. like everybody has the same tools and yeah, so I love there's, everybody's been really leaning into this you know like being authentic and whatever. But I have found actually from the last year of working there that most people are like that, you know? And and I have been so just like amazed at the talent and the creativity and the, um, I don't know, like people that are doing good things and they're obviously sharing it publicly so that it can more, it can reach more people, but they're genuinely doing those these things out of like the goodness of of their hearts and yeah. so telling their telling these people's stories has been a privilege um yeah. so absolutely yeah and, and in my own personal experience it's so funny because <laughs> my sister so my sister just joined hello <laughs> oh yeah there's no there's really no no uh scarier feeling than like my mom jumping in on an it's you know what's so funny my mom like doesn't always like hop on um like the instagram lives but every time she does like the guest like forgets to show up so it's just me like stumbling, like, where's everybody listening? So my mom, <laughs> and then like today I have like an epic guest, like from Instagram and like my mom's like nowhere to be found. <laughs> but oh. if there's a day, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but it's a step in the right direction though. Cause when I first started this, I was so nervous that I actually like blocked my mom from seeing it. So uh, I'm going uh, a step in the right direction. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I actually, before all this, um, and I think like right around the time that I met Ben, um, you know, I was talking to people in the tech space. I had recently got back from uh, San Menlo, went out to San Francisco for the first time, saw all that, was like, screw all this design shit. Like, I'm going to get a job, like, working at, like, Instagram or Facebook or something. Yeah. And uh, and then, but the production value and the stuff, it just paled in comparison to a lot of the other stuff that people were doing. Yeah. And then COVID-19 came along, 
And then all of a sudden people were like, oh no, like my vanity. And I was just like, yes, I've been doing this all along. I had like no money. So I was like conducting <laughs> this all on like Instagram and stuff. So it was kind of just like more of the same for me. But yeah, it really has been cool um, to see how people have adapted. And yeah. what I love about Instagram and tech in general, is just like the boundless utility of it. Like I said, like people from all around the world and, um, you know, when you guys worked on, and obviously it's a huge, huge team. I think, I think most people would be shocked if they knew, because I think that they think like, oh, it's like a little like intimate team and it's like the best, it's like, no, it's like thousands and thousands of people and like yeah. acres and acres of property. Um, which is, I literally felt like I went to like the Death Star when I went to like San Manuel, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's probably not a good example, but you know what I mean, it's huge. <laughs> I'm, a new, yeah. I'm a new Star Wars watcher. Okay. Um, I've seen, I've seen, I saw the first three, which yeah. are actually like what, episode four, five, and six, right? No, you could stop after there. In my personal Okay, cool. Opinion, That's, it, a lot of people say that. A lot yeah. of people keep telling me that. Um, yeah. But no, it, it's crazy because I, you know, before Instagram, I worked at, um, I was at Refinery29 for two yeah. and a half okay. years. And then um, I was at the Food Network for a little bit too. I love the Food Network. I'm like a, <laughs> a day one Food Network, like Alton Brown, Emeril Lagasse. You're you're way more invested than I was. I yeah. <laughs> I love Chopped. Chopped was like my jam. Actually, um, yeah. But I did a lot of their digital content, and I think you're you're so right in that their Instagram is run by so many people. But then we have like there are verticals of people doing different things. So a lot of times I get questions from people that I genuinely just don't know the answer to because it's not the lane that I'm right. in. Yeah. Um, but the commonality that at least in my experience is every single person that I've encountered at work um, is genuinely cares about human connection. And like, that's what the that's what the platform is. I'm so grateful for this platform at this time, because in a, you know, especially as somebody who thrives off of human connection, that's been the hardest thing I think about what the world is going through right now is is the feeling of when are we going to have that same kind of connection with other humans again um so right now being able to you know having like everybody in the world is pivoting towards what that what that will mean in the future and and how do we do this like how this is crazy this is my first live experience ever you know and um, sorry sorry to disappoint you <laughs> no it, this is epic i'm so yeah. excited but i think it's also just you know, I've even had these moments where I've been like, oh, I feel like I'm not meeting people anymore, you know? And that's so much like, that was what I loved doing every single day is, is going different places and meeting people and hearing their stories. And, you know, then the universe comes around with you and I'm meeting you and getting to do this thing that I've never done before. You know, when I look at what, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and, and all these people have built with Facebook and Instagram, I think that the utility of it and all of the um, the functionality that comes from this and the ability to do this. It's, it's life changing. And um, even like when COVID-19 happened at Facebook and Instagram, their efforts to get out ahead of it and raise money, you know, um, I probably shouldn't talk too much about the corporation or whatever, but I just think it's, it's really great. And the ability to do this, I think I would be going crazy if not for this. And um, just like these Instagram live things have really brought so much awareness to my podcast, but um beyond that though i think it provided and and not just me you know i think about like john mayer's current mood which i think yeah. is like, the greatest thing that ever happened i i yeah. love it i couldn't believe that he was like a van Twil like last time i went on there it was like black and white and he was like a ventriloquist i was like wow this guy is really like pushing the medium here yeah, but yeah. um i think it's, it's just it's just so fun and i think that there's just so much positive and so much good that can come from it from the fundraising efforts and i know that on instagram you guys have done that as well my friend Dion Baez worked on the team that kind of got that rolling with Facebook. And then with Instagram, you guys are um, so much money is being generated from fundraising perspectives and stuff. So there's sort of like, there's really like an altruistic side. I think people read the headlines and kind of take like a point of view on it. But for me and my own experience, it's, it's really amazing to see. And I think that Facebook and Instagram are a company that are, are good for the world. So it's good. Yeah. Otherwise well, you just be staring at each other, like home bored. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it, as with anything, there are like, there's good and there's bad, but it's what you choose to kind of lean into, you know? Right. And I think, um, I'm, I'm really proud, I think, of the way that we've leaned into how can we make a positive impact during this time, you know? Right. And, and being really 
um, sensitive and careful and, and making the effort to, to spread positivity and joy and, um, you know, like, and really just to connect people with each other. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If yeah. you guys have questions for us, by the way, and don't worry, and I'm going to make sure that we, oh, great, Matt Townsend's calling me. Matt Townsend, I'm going to call you back. Um, you know, Matt, by the way, is, is a pusher. He'll probably call back like three times, but I'm going to lower my volume here. Matt's great. Matt, Matt is the one who keeps me in shape and keeps me, uh, he's like my like, personal trainer kind of thing, but also just like a friend. Um, but if you guys have questions, though, uh, let us know. Wait a second. You two, my friend, do you know my friend Darylin? Yes, I just thought, how do you all know each other? From Instagram. Wait a second. Wait a second. Darylin from New York. Do you? Oh, that's so crazy. Don't I've known Darylin since since fifth grade. Are you a theater person? Uh, no. I know that Darylin is incredible in in that way. Uh, I was the star of what was it called? I just saw it the other day at my mom's house. This is how much time I have in my hands that I'm going through like old things. You're watching your old home videos. I do that yeah. like once a month. So don't yeah. worry. Darylin's one of my favorite people in the entire world. She uh, swept the floor at the talent show in high school. There was what? like no competition. It was literally like it was over. So Darylin, come on this show. We went, yeah. to, the same, we went we, to the same high school. We went to the same uh, elementary school. We she met went. We met in New York um, doing a fundraiser for the hurricanes in Puerto Rico at 54 Below. Um, and then... It, it, yeah, we, we met, like, doing this thing. I think friend of a friend connected her. She performed. Then we both moved to San Francisco around the same time. And wow. reconnected. And I got to see her in Hamilton there. It's so, I, I know, she's in fucking Hamilton. I, 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 I But again, same thing, like, with Pedro. I'm, I say it in, like, the whitest way possible. I say Pedro, <laughs> Pedro Capo, but it's like, Pedro Capo. Like, in the, in the same way that I knew that Pedro would be famous, like, I knew that Darylin would do huge things, and yeah. she's proven that. So, yeah. uh, Darylin, let's uh, catch up after this. Um, <laughs> but if you guys have, if you guys, that's so weird. I'm, like, totally freaked out by this. But it, it perfectly the illustrates the point, like, yeah. connecting people, you know? It's true. It's true. Cool. Uh, you know, the purpose of my show is for people that are just coming into the field, people that want to get after it. A lot of people here are, like, super ambitious. They want to work at Facebook, work at Instagram. Um, could you maybe give some advice to people that want to get a job working on the Instagram team? Every, everybody's experience is different. So I'm only going to speak to my personal experience because I don't think there's a formula for how to land your dream job. Right. I do think the way to land your dream job is to believe wholeheartedly in your gut that it is yours and that no matter what happens or no matter how much time it takes to get there that you keep um you keep focus and you keep hustling and you keep um that you really just like don't give up when it doesn't go your way because i have not met anybody that like has been in their dream job that got it like that and right. full transparency and disclosure uh i think it took like five times of me applying before I even got passed on to like a phone interview, you wow. know? Yeah. That's great. And that makes you feel better about the situation. Right <laughs> now, <so. laughs> I tell people that all the time. And um, I mean, it, it, there's um, th this information exists and in other, I've been on a, a, one of my friends podcasts actually, um, where I kind of talked about what my process of getting to this role was. Um, and when I moved to New York City, I majored in French and minored in journalism. And I, you know, my whole life thought I wanted to be an actress on Broadway. That was like what my dream was and moving to New like York. Darylin. Like Daryl. Like <laughs> Um, And then <clears throat> I realized, you know, okay, like the, the common thread here is that I love storytelling, right? And I, I want to share stories and I want to connect to people and I want to, I don't know, like, I want to make an impact. Um, and I, and I found my way of doing that, like with the digital, with the rise of digital content, I think it kind of just opened up a different world that when I was, even when I was in college, like didn't exist in the same way <clears throat> that it does right now. 
Right. So then I started thinking about like, okay, maybe it's broadcast journalism is what I'm going to get into. And um, I moved to New York City. I had like $2,000 in my bank account, which does not get you very far in New yeah. York. Yeah, in New York City, um, that's like, that's like $20. Like, yeah, yeah, I was eating ramen every single day. Um, and I was waiting tables and I was dead set on getting into the NBC page program. And I was like, that is my ticket. I'm doing the NBC page program. And it's so funny. I, I, I wanted to do the same thing. I, I went to go see Jimmy Fallon and I was like talking to like the security guard people in the hallway. I was like, how do I get a job here? Well, and that's like, I don't know. This is security. It's 30 guard. rock. Like it's uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. a ticket, whatever. And so, um, oh my God, so funny. Yeah, so that was my that was my dream, and I was dead set on it. And I was like, "This is what you're gonna do." Made it to the final round. In my still to this day, I'm like, I that was the best interview of my life. Like, I feel like I gave it my all, and um, I even walked out of there. You you like make you interview on a panel with a bunch of people, and I like made a friend, and she was like, "I don't know what's happening, but you're getting this job." And I was like, "Thanks." And then <laughs> I didn't get the job. Oh, no, and I was so devastated because I don't know about you, but like when you put all of your eggs into a basket and you believe in something so much and then it doesn't work out like at at 23 years old, that was really devastating. That was like a really low blow to my self esteem oh, yeah. and, and feeling like I had moved to New York with this dream and what it was going to look like. And yeah, I totally know the happen. feeling when I when I got. I got, I like spent my whole life trying to work a huge and then I worked there for like a week and a half and I just sucked at my job and they just like called me in like the middle of the day. And I remember like, like having like an outer body experience. I like levitated like out of my body and it like was, and it's so funny cause like I was just a freelancer, but I really had built it up in my head. Like, like I made it. I yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I've had times where I posted on Instagram. Like when I worked at Buzzfeed, I like posted the mug on Instagram and I was like, achieve your dreams. And then got like let go like two weeks later because I stuck my job. <laughs> I know that's happened like literally six times. Like now when I get jobs, I like don't even. I don't really. Like, I don't even want to like, put it on my resume. Don't anymore. even put it on your resume. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but what ended up happening was that door closed, and then the door to Refinery Twenty Nine opened, and um, I learned so much from working there. Things that I don't think I would have learned in the time frame that I did because I was, you know, I was working with video producers and, and a lot of like documentary filmmakers and really got a crash course in video production Yeah, from people that had been doing it in different ways. And now we're like doing it digitally. Um, and so I feel like I got a master's in like, I, it was almost like I was getting my master's in digital video production. Um, yet I was being paid to get it. Not very much, but I was still right. Yeah. Um, so I started as an intern at Refinery29 and because that was all that they had. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm willing to do it. I will be an intern. And I was I was working under people that were younger than me, honestly. And you know, but again, I was just like, this is what I've got to do. I've got to get my foot in the door. This is what it's gonna take. I pitched a series as an intern, um, and it actually ended up doing really well. We ended up going on to make three seasons of it. And I felt like I was really kind of, you know, finding my groove. And I was at Refinery for about two and a half years, kind of saw the video team towards the beginning of it. And then it, it really blew up. Um, and then I was part of the first round of, of layoffs that happened at the end of 2017, right. um, when a lot of like media companies were laying off employees. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that oh. was, again, like, super devastating and I didn't know anybody even my age that had like I guess I always thought that people got laid off when they were like in their 50s or something you know or like I was like what I'm 25 this doesn't happen yeah they, like, don't, they like didn't get the gold watch kind yeah. of thing right yeah I had the same exact exactly thing. Yeah. exactly um you know and so that was again it was like the a door closing and it was really I had to find it within myself to believe that another door was going to open right um and then a door opened at Food Network. I took it. I learned so much. It was, I was, again, like on TV sets, but with a very different kind of, I guess, perspective of, of content and like making uh, like the content output. that resonated with people in like a short window of time. And, mm -hmm. you know, that 
it was, it was just really different. Um, so anyways, and then actually like probably maybe two months into my time at Food Network, I got reached out to on LinkedIn from someone at Instagram, which I thought was a total joke. I was like, this is not real. Somebody's like hacking into this LinkedIn account. Yeah. Um, and you know, I interviewed and turns out it was a real person interviewed, um, sent in like a creative project was so, so, so excited and, and had that gut feeling where I was like, this is it. This is, this is it. This is what I have. All of these like no's have been leading up to this. Yes. Um, yeah, that's so important. I don't know about you. I mean, the, in New York too, I probably applied for like 27 jobs and got rejected from all of them, you 27. know, like right, 27 yeah. jobs, um, <laughs> which I think is just, that's like a part of it. That's a part of the process. Um, so anyways, you know, I'm leading up to this. I think it's going to be the one and I didn't get it. <laughs> oh and my God. it was like, again, I think it was just, it was, I, I mean, I remember that exact feeling and I, I can like take myself back to that moment and reminding myself of that moment of, um, you know, like my insecurity wanting me to feel like I was defeated. Mm -hmm. um, but really it was, I think it was helping me learn like how to really fight for something or mm -hmm. like believe in, um, not even like a job making me be who I am type of thing, right? Like, yeah, totally. So I took a little bit of time and I still kind of came back to that, like, no, 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 this is where you're supposed to be. Like, I really do believe that this is where you're supposed to be. And um, I reached out to the person that had interviewed me before and I was like, what is your, what's your headcount for 2019? I will freelance, I will part time, I will come in, you know, once a month, I will do whatever. Like, tell me what I've got to do. I want to be there. And I got a reply that was like, I have a contract position in San Francisco. Not sure if that's, which not ideal case scenario for me. I was finally feeling like I was getting my footing in New York. I had just started seeing somebody. Um, and I was like, Oh gosh. And, and it was not even a full-time job too. It was like taking a risk of a contract role right. and moving myself out to the West coast. Um, but I decided to do it and right. it was the best decision I ever made. And it uh, turned turned into a full-time position um, where now I actually get to move back to New York City. So, That's so cool. All of that to say that the way to get the job you want is to, to really take the time, like honing the skills that you want. I, I mean, and I'm still doing that every single day. You know, you have to, like, there are people in your, find your mentors in your life, find the people who like are doing what you want to do and learn from them, ask them questions, um, take them to coffee. I took so many people to coffee, <laughs> not expecting them to get me a job, but just so that I could soak up information from them, like a sponge and listen. Yeah, don't, to don't ask for a job. That's two different no, things. Don't I ask always for say that. It's two fundamentally different things. I was, yeah. well, yesterday I was on a hike with my friend Dustin. And my friend Dustin's very talented, but like is kind of in that same spot you're talking about. And I and I told him, he's like, oh, like, I reached out to this person. Like he was cool. Like he got back and like, and like the first thing I said was like, hey, like thanks for like answering my question on the podcast. And the second thing was, can I get a job at X? And I was like, yo, like leave the job part out because yeah. you're literally going to close like 75% of the doors that would have been open had you not done that. Like That's you wouldn't right. go up to a girl or a guy at, at a bar. Well, for Dustin, it's a girl just so he doesn't get mad at me. But like, uh, <laughs> but you wouldn't go up to a girl and be like, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, nice to meet you. Will you be my girlfriend? Because right. it's like a job is a relationship. They have yeah. to be with you every day. They have to get to know you. And if you're, yeah. and I have it happen all the time with the podcast. It happens literally every single day it's like yeah it's like hey rob like love the podcast like super insightful been like loving these like loving these like instagram lives i'm like oh yes i have meaning i have fulfillment in my life this is great i'm changing it like hey thanks so much i appreciate it this made my day and it's like can i come on the podcast and so like, immediately they're asking me to come on the podcast and just like oh yeah like it doesn't yeah. feel to me it doesn't feel genuine it feels right. like like you're using me and people would say it's like oh like that's kind of like a vein it's like no like that's just like natural it's like 
Yeah. One is a genuine compliment. And the other one is like, hey, how can I leverage you kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, want, I just want to say real quick to your story before about, about getting let go and like, and like thinking you got it. I remember one time I had this job and uh, it was like the exact same kind of thing. It was like the third time, like third freelance job in a row that I like didn't make it out of two weeks. And at the time I like wasn't working on my skill set. And I think it's really important to do, but whatever. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but I remember... In New York City, no one like really pays attention to you. I mean, like nowadays, it's a little bit like different, but like at, at the time, like the economy was booming. People were like dancing, you know, like, like it was crazy. And I remember I I was like, just I always wanted to just yell out, like I seen in the movie. I was just like, <sighs> like as loud as I possibly could. I screamed "fuck!" and this and literally like a scene in the movie. This guy was like, "Hey man, you move front of a church," and I was just like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry." And he was like, "No nah, man, like that's not cool, man." And he didn't want to hear it. But I remember, like, I have that, like, embedded in my head, like, hey, man, you were front of a church. So I felt like I lost my job. I had no money. And I'm probably going to hell on top of it. So it's not, <laughs> not a good combination. But, yeah, no, it's, think, it's so important to not be transactional, though, you know? Yeah, to not be, to not be transactional and to, to, to recognize and realize that you only have control over what you have control over. And that's a lot mm -hmm. less... Um, than we think. Honestly, even with like the situ COVID-19, we, I have realized and having like have been having to process that I actually have a lot less control over what's going on than I even realize that I do. But what do I have control over? Right. I have, right. Um, and even finding ways to, you know, be innovative and be creative in breaking the process too, because that's, if it, that's, that is the only constant, right? It's like the, the process is continually changing. That's inevitable. You have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to take the things. I think like that's the, the biggest lesson that I've learned from, you know, not even failures. I don't, I don't even like that word, but maybe right. it's like the rejections or the no's or, you know, whatever it was like, okay, I'm not gonna let these define me or I'm not gonna let these like shake me to my core and, and steer me off of what the path is. Because I do think that, um, it's everybody is trying to find like what their path is and what is important to them. And it's different for every single person. And so not letting the, the things that happen in life, like knock you off of that course. But when they do knock you down, it's like getting back up. My dad has this mantra for me that I tell to every single person that I love and care about I'm right. to you now because I love and care about you. Um, <laughs> Likewise. It, he says, he says not too high, not too low. Right. And I think that that has been Spoken like a true boomer. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Nazi <laughs> My dad's the same way. My dad's like, dude, like you gotta like really like, and I used to hate him for that, but he's like, yeah. he's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think even in my, even in the last, you know, year or and change of, of being in this job, I have experienced some of the highest highs, like, meeting meeting idols of mine that I dreamt of meeting um shout out to Cynthia Erivo <laughs> she is my idol I don't know if you saw the movie Harriet but she is in Harriet and I actually saw her in the color purple on Broadway I got to meet her and do a story with her and that was like seriously one of the highlights of of my career but then also recognizing that in order for the highs to exist the lows also exist and um the important thing is like staying grounded and keeping in control of you're in control of the work that you put out. You're in control of the way that you think and the way you present yourself. And um, right. your your advice too about, or like what you were saying about people kind of asking or like wanting to be transactional. I think that is really, really good advice is to not go into, not go into like meeting with a person for any expectation other than like genuinely wanting to hear their mm -hmm. story. And yes, yeah, definitely. I'm reading this book. Um, Jump by Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey, which is like so funny. I feel like you wouldn't expect me to be like totally obsessed with Steve Harvey, but I am open and like Steve want to come to the show. Um, but his book Jump, it basically there was like this viral clip about um, it was him like after Family Feud, and he was talking about like you got to jump and like along the way, like you're gonna see other people like soaring around and like doing their thing, and you think to yourself like why hasn't it happened to me yet? Like why yes. do I? wake up every day and go to this like mundane job like when will that happen for me 
And basically the analogy was, it's like, and you got to say it like Steve Harvey's like, you got to jump. And the, <laughs> by the way, the cultural appropriation of this, this whole thing is going to get me canceled. This is probably the last one on Instagram I've ever done. Um, no, but like he said, like, you got to jump. And along, like, it will take a while for your parachute to open. And you're going to yeah. get scrapes and you're going to hit some trees and you're going to face some adversity. But eventually, your parachute will open. And if you never yeah. jump, then you'll never know. It's like that Coldplay song. If you never try, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked earlier, I saw the comment pop up that was like, what makes good storytelling for you? It's like, it's raw honesty. I don't know. You, you can you can tell when somebody is like bullshitting or somebody's like, right. I don't know, yeah. trying to. And it, and it feels phony. Mm -hmm. And I think we are getting so much better at kind of like seeing through that. So I think that the best storytelling is based on truth and like real life. And it's something that I'm, I have to really work on too. I'm actually, I'm writing, I'm working on writing my own thing right now. And it is a struggle for me too, to be like, I want so badly for it to be like this perfect thing in my head. Right. And I feel like it, I'm super creative, but I also am, can be like a little bit of a perfectionist and mm -hmm. that, actually I think a lot of the time when you make the best stuff you have to get rid of that um mm -hmm. and really just tell the honest raw truth one story like of an advocate that I did on Instagram and she's an animal rights activist and she takes pictures of animals like at slaughterhouses and basically like her whole mission is taking these beautiful photos of these animals so that people will hopefully save them and when I when I reached out to her to ask her if we could interview her she told me that she was she had not had a photo taken of her since she was 16 years old and hadn't been in front of the camera or anything and so she was beyond petrified <laughs> that we were like oh the largest account on the platform wants to do a story on you like we want to hear your story and, and Instagram is the biggest account on Instagram right yeah correct that's great correct um, more than and, the Kardashians. That's crazy. I know. I know. <laughs> and, um, no it, pressure. Was, it was this beautiful moment when we sat down with her and we interviewed her and I said to her, I was like, all you have to do is just be honest. Like if you're feeling uncomfortable, talk, like be honest about it. Say you're feeling uncomfortable. Like why haven't you had a photo taken of yourself in this many years, you know, or like what, where does that come from? And it ended up being like, so powerful she you know shared it she got she was super vulnerable we put this piece together and she reached out afterwards and was like i think every fear that she had complete was totally dismantled because um she was so encouraged by how many people actually became invested in like her story and what she was doing and then in turn ended up helping the community of like animals that she really cares about and it was That's because amazing. she was honest. Like she was, she was just so real about like, I don't know, just about, about her, her insecurities and her fears. And like, it ended up helping kind of, um, not erase them completely, but helping her to, to realize that she doesn't have to be as afraid of, of like what she thought. And that was from just telling the truth. Who's the craziest person that you've met on Instagram? Because I imagine that you've met some pretty crazy people. Was there one where you had a hard time, like, controlling the level of, like, fanboy? I am such a theater nerd that, for me, it's, like, I geek out over seeing, like, Billy Porter and Ben Platt and people like that where I'm just like, oh, my God, I saw you on Broadway. And, you know, so that, for me, I feel like those are always the people that I've kind of geek out and fangirl over but yeah. honestly no I've, I've been given some really amazing opportunities to and people sometimes ask me like how do you not react when you are meeting this person or whatever and it, I feel like I try to just look at every single person that I'm interacting with as just a human being with a story right. to tell and with you know their weird quirks and their weird insecurities and you know, everybody has that, no matter if you're like Beyonce or if you're, you know, a, 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 like a kid in 
random town, Indiana, who's, you know, making like memes or something. I don't know. Everybody has like, everybody's dealing with their own junk and shit. So I don't yeah. think that there's been anybody that I've like, and I've had, fortunately, I haven't had any bad experiences with talent either. So that's yeah. actually been encouraging. I think the most you asked me like, and I don't have, I mean, again, I, I just have so many like amazing stories and memories. I, I also, people that are around me get annoyed with me sometimes because I film everything all the time. Like right. on my phone, I have thousands and thousands of videos on my phone. And in the moment, sometimes people get annoyed with me. They're like, oh, just be present, just be present. But then I'm always the person <laughs> that people come to and are like, can you send me that whatever from this day? And I do this thing where at the end of each year, I've only done it for two years, but I write a letter to myself kind of um, where I, I basically write a Dear Hannah letter where I'm going back and kind of like revisiting lessons that I've learned throughout that year or memories and, and so that I have it, you know, when I look back each year, I can be like, wow, you've evolved so much. Or like, this was a really hard thing that you overcame and whatever. And I've been doing these like video montages. One of yeah. the most powerful things that happened um, in the last year was I was working on this series of advocates and um, I got the chance to go to Australia. We, we were working with a, um, a model, like a supermodel that has Down syndrome. And before, uh, when I first found out about her, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do this story, um, pitched her, got approved. I was like ready to go. And I didn't realize that she was completely nonverbal. Mm -hmm. And advocates, like the whole point of advocates is we're like interviewing the advocate and they're telling us their story first person. Right. I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? How are we going to tell this story? Like, yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen. And it ended up, what we ended up doing is we, we got to Australia and I met this young woman named Madeline Stewart and we interviewed a bunch of people in her life that um, like from her personal trainer to her dance instructor, to her mom, to some of her friends. And um, it was so, we, it's one of the ones I'm the most proud of um, because we told a story and you got, you like totally got who this person is without ever having like heard her really speak. And that's so cool. I, love that. I got a few messages after that from people that had nonverbal children who were like, this is so important that Instagram is sharing a story of somebody like it's, it's giving a voice to the voiceless. Right. Um, and I think that that is just something that is, for me, like that feels like just the best gift in being able to do something like that. And yeah. I and have a and the scale's so massive too. There's so yeah. many people that follow the account and there's, and it's like, you're, you're making positive change. I think it's, I, I was really inspired by that. Cause I know when I, my interview with Ben was on the written series and I remember seeing about the advocates and seeing advocates, sorry. And, you know, seeing all the different things that you guys were doing and then also learning that it was the biggest, Instagram account. So it's able yeah. to make positive change and it's able to reach so many people and really sure. create, you know, meaningful change in a, in a powerful way. So that's yeah. so awesome. Well, and I think obviously that was like, that's a literal voiceless voice, right? But I feel right. like there are a lot of people who at times feel like they, they're voiceless in their own way, you know? And I feel yeah. like it's being interested. If you're interested in, I don't know, in like this field at all, I think being willing to really like search for the stories that aren't that like don't seem as obvious and really just like listen to people take the time to just listen and hear people's stories because everybody has one that's the thing too is like everybody has a story I I you know that people say like shoot let's shoot the shit or whatever right. and like yeah. talk and whatever I don't ever shoot Chop the it shit. Up. Yeah. yeah, I don't like that. I right. if I talk to somebody and I'm getting to know them. I want to like, I want to really know things about them. Somebody once we, we did a, a workshop and like the guy came in and was talking about interview questions. And he was saying that one of the best ways to start an interview is like, get rid of the kind of like stereotypical questions that you would expect somebody to ask you, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, 
tell me about uh, why your best friend is your best friend. And like you start with something like that or like tell me about the relationship that you had with, you know, your favorite yeah. grandmother or your a relative or something right. like that. And yeah. people are so taken back by that. But it's like, why? That's that's what makes you who you are. That's your story. That's like and we yeah. all have that. You know, we all have something like that. To and then share. sometimes they like send like a design test or like that's like getting off on like the wrong foot because it's like yeah. it's more about and I think especially nowadays, it's more about the interpersonal skills. Yeah. You know, like I talked about like when I would first like get fired from like my jobs and stuff like that. A lot of it was based on like the skills, but also like my lack of like communication skills. And I think that those two have to work in tandem. You have to be both a great speaker, you know, you have to give you articulate about your work and have great work and, and yeah. do both of those. But um, I think as the technology evolves and, and uh, there's less friction in the experience, it's all that much more important to have those communication skills. So it's really good. Yeah, definitely. You know, for me personally, as I'm looking to um, work on a team like, you know, like an Instagram or something like that or in tech and stuff like that, I'm a little bit admittedly, as I'm like applying for jobs, concerned about the current environment that we're working in as I think it's just like natural. And I yeah. think that there's a lot more competition. But yeah. what advice could you give to people, you know, say like just graduating or or maybe they finally have their portfolio where they want it? And they're going into this current shit show that we're in right now. Do you have any advice for that? Man. <laughs> Good luck. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody um, about, like, we were kind of talking about, uh, I, we were, like, laying in a park the other day, me and my boyfriend and his brother and um, wife, who we've been quarantining with. Right. And we were like, we probably look like a snapshot from like the 1960s or 70s. Like we were all just like laying and whatever. <laughs> and I was thinking about how at that time too, people our age um, and younger were probably really terrified about the state of the world. Um, like living in a time of war and people being drafted and all these things and there was like so yeah my grandma said she prayed every night until she was 12 years old that the germans wouldn't bomb her town i was like right I think I could handle COVID -19. Yeah. right yeah no i i mean my my ancestors like survived the holocaust you know um right. so i think the, i think we said this at one time earlier where it's like the shit shows of life are perpetual and inevitable and you can choose to like see it that way and and like get stuck in that or not like right. you can choose to see it as um i don't know like not as not as scary and i feel like the two kind of it just i always say like in order for light to exist darkness has to exist too you know the right. two in hand in order for you to feel great success you probably have to feel great failure as well yeah. um and that my my advice to people would be that like nothing is forever and change this sounds so annoying but like change is the only constant and so i think we are we're being given this crazy time right now that is super uncomfortable for me too i've had super low lows during this time where i haven't been able to get out of bed and i've just been crying and like not understanding and, and freaking out honestly you know and um that's normal. Everybody feels that every, every, everybody feels that way. Um, yeah. but I think it's like, you also can look at this time as a great way to, you know, like what you're doing is so cool because you're, you're reaching out to people. Um, you've like set your intention out and what you want in the world and what you want to kind of come of this. And I, I believe that that will happen for you. It may not well, it came from freaking out too. I literally <laughs> yeah. like, I started, I literally started doing this cause I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do for like, you know, and they're like, it may like life's canceled for a year. I was like, what? Like I have, I have to do something. And I was so grateful that the utility from Instagram was there to do this. And I, I think that it's only going to get better. And I know like Mark Zuckerberg kind of talking about, and I thought it was so cool how he did, how we shared um, the town hall. Yeah, the town hall. That was so yeah. crazy. I've always yeah. wanted to go. Two things yeah. I want to do. I want to attend a town hall in person, and I want to find out how he has such good posture. Like right now, like I'm like I should be up <laughs> here, but I'm like he literally sits um, like perfectly straight. Like it's like so crazy. I've I, never noticed that, but now I probably will pay really. You close can't attention. unsee it. He ha he has <laughs> ten out of ten posture. Um, 
I think, I think like closing would be find, find the people in your life that inspire you, that allow you to be your total self, that accept like the, I don't know, like the mess of it all. And then that are able to like help you sharpen the, the skills, um, that you want to sharpen for us it's video production or it's it's interviewing it's storytelling right but yeah. for somebody if you else need an interviewer for the advocate series i got you right, right. Okay. I'm, okay i'm vetted by the instagram team <laughs> let's do it but let's i think it. you know like maybe during this i don't know i've been laughing so much at like all the banana bread content that's been coming out of this right maybe people are realizing that they, their skill that they want to hone is baking or maybe it's you know um like people are learning some thing new or, or I even have a friend who was working in one job and she realized she got to go back to work pretty quickly and she was like I was so not looking forward to going back to work and that was an aha moment for her being like maybe it's because I don't want to do this job right and right. It take so take I don't know like find your people trust your gut and when you get the nose, don't let, don't stay down. When you get knocked down, do not stay down. You can sit in it for a minute and then pick yourself up and keep pushing forward to like what you want because I genuinely, genuinely believe and I feel like I am proof that it works out, you know? Absolutely. And, and also my, my last little nugget is like, be kind to one another. I, and, and like be genuinely kind to one another because I also feel like I always want to help people too. I feel like I want to help people that I know are, are that way. And mm -hmm. I find that people also want to help me when they know that I'm that way too. Yes. Well, and you're like, very kind. I feel like we're going to be best friends. Thanks. Um, we can be best friends. Yes. Me, you and Daryl. that's still so Love weird. it. We can have a little like doo-wop group. Yes. Oh my God. I know. No, seriously. Daryl's voice is like so powerful and it's been that way since she was in like fifth grade. I know she probably had to jump out of here, but she really is so talented. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was, Thank you so she, much for. She was she was my fifth grade girlfriend for for like two hours and and literally nothing happened but it it was a, a memorable two hours so. Great. You could even say she she was the first girl that ever liked me. That was cool. <laughs> um, so many of your friends came through here. We got Ruben Photography was in here. Manny, shout out to Manny for uh for for keeping the trolls down. Your Instagram handle handle is just your name, right? Hannah Cecile with three L's because Hannah Cecile with two L's was taken, but yes. whatever. Glad That's there's good. another Hannah Cecile out there in the world. Hopefully she's exactly. doing good for our name. This has been um, so much fun. I'm in the best mood ever. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on a hike. Good, I feel good. good. And it says we have two minutes here, but tonight I'll be back and you should totally ch uh, tune in for this with D Speed. Cool. Um, I don't have her title pulled up in front of me, but she is huge at YouTube on YouTube music awesome. uh, and all that stuff. So you, you, we could all be best friends after this. We are. So, okay, perfect. I love it. And Coldplay is, uh, may or may not be, but probably definitely is coming on the podcast. So we're just making sure we, I'm running everything by then. It's definitely this I love it. So, yeah. yeah. All right. It's been great. Thank you so much. You're the best. You're the best. Bye. Bye. Bye.